0: everyone this is press X start podcast season five episode 36 press X start podcast is the audio and video platform seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protective point of view restorative justice for the underrepresented programmers developers and consumers i am your host dj aka sexy bad choice aka i got a little uh a little ditty from uh the london logs um a uh, ditty Yeah, a little ditty. Uh, Sean knows a lot about this because he's uh, further in the child development camp than I am. But um, I just had my first uh, food diaper when, when, when babies start eating solid foods and changing that diaper. Oh, the food is still there? No, no. It, it smelled horrendous. Oh, I, I, opened, I opened the diaper... And my eyes literally started blinking red. I'm like, I'm in danger. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it is, it it is, boy, like that's that's biological warfare. It, yo, I don't wish it on my worst enemies. It was sell it to
1: the Department of Defense. <laughs> I am Sean M F Ross. What, what do that M F. F stand for? for Master <laughs> of fake Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: there was questions uh, there <laughs> yep i'm not gonna ask them though <laughs> i am your heavyweight champion from a wish nigga wood, california aka the gender because we watch niggas aka uh ever since my instagram got hacked i am now the incognito the artist formerly known as marcus ellison <laughs> just a symbol uh that's awesome it's not awesome. It's terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They keep you asking we're, people we're, to do
0: Bitcoin things. And yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, like, it's just like, that's not that's not Marcus. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, not you at
2: know. all. Like, <laughs> the the only solace I get from this is that everybody knows me well enough who follows me that are like, yeah, bro, mm-hmm. I think you got hacked because <laughs> they know good and well <laughs> that I would never post any Bitcoin shit on my, my Instagram.
1: Yo, Hey there, fellow friends! Would you like to make some money? I found this exciting new opportunity. <laughs> it's called crypto. Yeah, my Instagram's gone.
0: <laughs> you can get it back, though. I won't. All right, all right. Last though. Who who else is here? They can't hear a wave. He did it again. He's Mr. Bean. All right.
1: Let's keep it moving.
0: (laughs) Well, it's Avery. In, In case you're you're not watching this, then you should be because you're missing pretty great comedy. Uh with that being said and us being formally introduced, uh let's let's jump into the highlights. This is what we're gonna be talking about for this podcast. So we'll be talking about Life is Strange and the recently released Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and it's pronounced Kenna and not
1: Kina and not Kana, so uh, there you go. But in the game, for some reason, they pronounce it Kena.
0: Yeah, that's, that's weird. Like,
1: that's weird. We'll
0: talk to them. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep the talk spoiler-free. After that, we're going to be getting to our quick hits. We're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct Showcase. I say showcase because that's what it is to me. I'm sorry if it's just Nintendo Direct, but it's a showcase to me. Uh, lastly on the highlights we'll be talking about crystal dynamic teaming up with the initiative to help on the perfect dark game. And is that a sign or is that a worry?
3: I have thoughts into? on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, other than that, our housekeeping, if you have questions, make sure you ask us at press two star.com slash questions because we will read it there and only there. Uh, other than that, let's get into the games we've been playing. So, Marcus. Yes. You, sir, you've been playing a thing called Blacks is Strange?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes,
2: DJ. Blacks are strange. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I beat Life is Strange True Colors. Out of respect for Avery, uh, I will not be spoiling anything and talking too at length about... Um, story details but what i will say is i was pleasantly surprised with this game Hmm. okay it'll probably end up on my uh game of the year list just in terms of um the way that they were able to tell the story and implement kind of her powers in meaningful ways uh okay yeah while there's certain things that were questions that I had that didn't exactly get answered for the most part, mm-hmm. everything that they did in terms of doling out the story and pacing everything to me was very effective. I actually really liked the characters in this game. Um, I thought that they were all really well drawn and performed. Okay. Yeah. If this is any indication of kind of where this company is going going forward and where this franchise can potentially go,
0: then I think this is a very good sign. And, um, so my I'll, only regret. Oh, good. I, I don't know too much about that series, but did they leave any room for like a sequel or anything or like a continuation of that story? In this case, not really, uh, okay. without giving anything away.
2: But what hey, I will yeah, say, oh,
3: the life of strange games are inherently anthologies
2: yeah they're anthologies got you got you for the
3: okay. most part they all exist in the same world to justify how all these people have these interesting abilities but mm-hmm. the story from one is not continuing to the story from two and the story from two is not considered continuing to the story of three so if there's okay. a if life of strange four or whatever they give it a uh, subtitle for odds are it won't deal with any of these characters <laughs> life of strange one should have definitely had a sequel of the way that game ends and like yeah. just mm-hmm. or at least some way to emotionally deal with the after effects of that game, regardless of what choice you make. Yeah. Because both of them are Is that one what is the they,
0: end of the world thing? Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, end of that area. Yeah. Okay.
3: This is a spoiler for the original Life of Strange. Uh, there are two endings to that game. Mm-hmm. Both, the ending is dependent on how you feel about the secondary main character of that game, Chloe. She gets killed in the beginning of the game, and the first thing that Max, the main character, rewinds for powers is that death. And in doing so, she creates a temporal event that will eventually destroy her town so the ending of the game is her being like right, I need to make a decision on whether I go back and save Chloe or I let this town die now for me personally I met all these characters I made so many friends and I didn't like Chloe so at no point was I going to <laughs> save her when it got to that end
0: <laughs> yeah terrible <laughs> You made your decision, Chloe.
3: But like but then there are two <laughs> endings. One where Max allows her best friend to die and has to deal with those emotional consequences with the game death mm-hmm. and resolve. Or one where Max and her friend get in a car and just drive off at the sunset and everyone else they know just dies.
2: Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And Sounds so like, like a good term to me. These are <laughs> these are anthologies, so there wouldn't be a sequel realistically, but I was gonna say my only regret is that I won't be able to do more with Alex Chin because I really enjoyed uh her development as a character and I wanted to spend more time with her and these characters. Um right. Are they Asian? Uh Alex is. Alex and her brother are Asian.
1: It's a little it's a little on the nose, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm calling out the developers, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Alex Chin is a real name. It's not like she was Wong Fu. Wow, that's a good point. Which is also a name that people have. Anyway, <laughs> my, my, one of my hopes for the, for the progression of this series is actually that they do some like unbreakable shit and we get like a game in the future where, where uh, all the protagonists from these Life is Strange games come together and it's like, uh, what's a uh, glass <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. life is strange it's like, justice league edition <laughs> right exactly exactly i think that'd be pretty cool i think that'd be a good way to kind of close out the life is strange uh, saga but we'll see what happens
0: right okay okay and then uh you also have some uh stuff on overwatch you've been overwatching
2: yeah i just played uh overwatch. I played overwatch because because it's overwatch and that's what i do it's uh it's it's my apex legends <laughs>
0: Uh,
3: no, I understand. I understand.
0: But
2: Again, what the, no,
3: you don't you, you don't understand because he's going to start talking about Gundam and it's, they're completely different <laughs> strata of video game. You got me, <laughs> You got me. <laughs> I mean, the
2: only thing worth noting about Overwatch is the fact that um, I played Overwatch this week to take my frustrations from another game that we'll talk about in a little bit out on that game
0: so yeah <laughs> all right well then how about we just talk about that game let's talk about kena
2: aka i'm sorry kena the best pixar game ever aka game of the year for
1: 2013
0: <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. all right um let's let's go because we've all been playing it uh, we're all around roughly the same place, which yeah, is essentially much. after the first uh, major, major boss, boss fight. Major boss fight, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to keep this spoiler free. We'll just talk about probably combat, a little bit of uh, our feelings on the game. And Avery,
3: uh, hey, you go first. Uh, yes. Okay. So I think this, this has been an interesting year for platform. I think three Mm -hmm. high-profile platformers came up. Uh, We all played Ratchet & Clank, uh, and for the most part, we were like, oh, this is a great evolution of what this type of game has become. A lot of evolution has become making it a shooter, but that's always been in the DNA of what a Ratchet & Clank game has been. Yeah, Psychonauts 2 also came out, and my thoughts on that have evolved from this is the game I liked and enjoyed to this is a game that, frankly, I think is a little overrated. But that's another here (laughs) or there. And then I got the (laughs) Kenna, And my first instincts from that game were one, let's talk about how weird the marketing for Kenna was.
1: Barely any. PlayStation uh, showed yeah. it off
3: as their big showcase last year, said absolutely nothing of it outside of random blog posts of it getting delayed. It showed up at the Tribeca Film Festival's E3 showcase. So weird. And no, then, did not know that. Two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago before the game comes out, when PlayStation does their big showcase for the end of the year, they show Deathloop for the 15th time but say nothing of Kenna. And then yeah. I started reading the tea leaves of embargoes with this game. And everyone was like, the embargo is the day of the game coming out. And I'm like, which
1: is not normally a good sign. No, it's is is not normally a
3: good sign. Right. And I was like, this is probably going to be rough. And then I wake up the next day. And for the most part, they're all glowing reviews. I don't read any of them because I try to make my opinion on this game based entirely on playing the game, my experience and not, not have someone else's words getting to my head. Yeah, but like I started playing the game, and I'm like, "This is probably one of the most beautiful games I played this year." Totally agree. Wow, the mechanical controls of this game feel incredibly dated. To wow, this game is way more involved than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh. Oh. Okay. Uh. No, Sean. Like oh. Oh. And now Avery, if you're not done, keep going.
3: No, I'm pretty much done. I want to bounce off some other people with some other things. Uh,
1: Okay, so my first thought is I I don't have too many gripes about it yet. I only wish that it had more momentum or more fluidity with with the controls or like the motion. Yeah. Yeah. Like the momentum in the jumping, like you don't jump forward. You jump up and then you just stop all momentum and kind of jump up in place or at least when you do the double jump. Yeah. Um, and then the waypoint system that we were griping about earlier, there is none. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was, that was off air, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that may be intentional though, but also have y'all spent any of the money yet in the game? Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, because a gripe I have with this game is the way it dulls out the hats. Yeah. I think the hats are super cool, but the fact that the currency in the game is based entirely on buying hats is really weird and they give
1: you so much currency <laughs>
3: yeah and then even weirder is that like you unlock a new hat instead of giving you that hat that gives means you can then go buy that hat so i end up yeah. not spending anything
0: <laughs> yeah that's weird it's called capitalism avery i don't understand what the issue is <laughs> i don't know about y'all but my rot are cute all of them have
2: hats
1: and they all look Amazing. <laughs> the hats are like ten. <laughs> let's call them dollars, ex- <laughs> except for I think one that was like a hundred. No, there's oh, they uh, spent, no. no they're, they're, they, get they get more expensive more. as yeah, yeah. It goes long. There is one that was like five hundred
0: that I I just immediately oh, bought. Because, okay. There's one
2: at the bottom which I'm ex- I'm assuming you'll get probably toward the end of the game. That's a thousand. Let's go. I got the money. Me too. I
1: am stuck. Well, you can see. Stacked. Oh, you can see the. St- I didn't scroll all the way down, but yeah. even then, mm-hmm. I, I think I have like. Over five thousand, such and such, because I mean I ping mm-hmm. everything. Get you some hats, cut. Yeah, yeah, I have hats on I've probably had some like half of them. Get you some more hats because they. You get free. You get <laughs> hats on hats on hats. Get the, get you some hats. You, you get free hats as well though. So I mean,
3: we'll get more hats.
1: <laughs> Right. Uh, this isn't Team up. Fortress 2 <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have any gripes yet other than uh, it's a little bit more difficult than I thought because I have had I'm not going to say I, I've been on a boss for like hours, but uh, they're just giving me a little bit more trouble than I thought they would have. Mm. The uh, The tree guardian or whatever the hell, the, you know, the two before. The shrine guardian where, the
3: it's like, sh- where it's like one giant boss and then like 10 other little guys who were just attacking you at every moment.
1: Wait, is that the wood knight? It's him and then there's one slightly before that. The wood knight. There are two guardians. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, wood knight, yeah. the shrine guardian, and then the guy after that. I can beat him. But I just can't uh, brute force them, as you know, I like to do in games. So mm, Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, Cloud is not in this game. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily hard. It, you just have to take your time and actually look at what they're doing and stuff. There's strategy involved. Yeah. I wish your dodge range was a little bit. Uh, shit, I wish you dodged quicker or something. Or mm-hmm. the parrying was more intuitive, I guess. Yeah. But I haven't even really tried it all that much. So whatever. Okay. Okay um so i'll go
0: and then marcus will go because marcus has uh some things
1: <laughs>
3: <stay>.
0: <laughs> i'm here to poop on your party <laughs>
3: right. and i got jokes. a fresh bag jokes on you i like truffles <laughs> <laughs> disgusting
0: <laughs> but yeah um i'm i'm having a great time with this game i will say that um I also, like, Avery saw the reviews, but I didn't read into them. I was just, you know, going to play this game fresh, not knowing anything. And I I had a very weird experience because on the surface of it, this game is a very Pixar, like, super polished animation looking game. And then playing it, it's just like, this is a Dark Souls game. What, what's happening right now? <laughs> why are, like, little things, like, why, like, the, um the first, like, big enemy you fight is, like, the giant uh, wood-looking plant with the sword. And it's like, why is this thing giving knight. smoke right now? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's, it's it's so weird because, you know, you, you have the, the, the bright and cute side of the game, and then when you're playing the game, it's a complete different experience, because, like, you do have to use strategy to beat a lot of these encounters. Like, there is if you pick up one of the spirit mail in the game, basically it's a collectible. You take it back to the, uh, essentially the hub mm-hmm. city town place. You unlock uh, a new home. And in that home, there are three chests. And, that know, one,
3: that one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just like, what the, f- like it, it is, it is a proper challenge.
3: And it's like, it's not in the fight itself. It's hard. It's the objective they give you that's yeah. like, and the time limit they give you to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is.
0: Yeah. So es- essentially what happens there is there's three chests and it's basically like a tournament style uh, tier between the three chests. So the first chest is like you have to kill 15 enemies in like 60 seconds or something. And on the face of it, it's like, all right, this is, you know, just keep spamming the, the light attack, heavy attack, whatever combo you got going on. And then the next chest is like 30 enemies in like a, a minute and 30 seconds and in that chest eight there is instead of it being just like the small enemies with the hammer or with the axe it's like the bigger enemies there's the mm-hmm. the flying bug creatures and stuff and just like what this is it's jarring a little bit for the level of difficulty in the encounter versus the aesthetics of the game and it's one of those things where on the surface you might think like ah oh, that's kind of grating but i absolutely enjoy the mesh of the two mm. because for me i feel like dark souls the game has never been appealing not for the difficulty but for the aesthetic i just think that it looks too dark and gray and, and brown and and brown and gray and a little bit of silver there but like i feel like the the color scheme of this game the the brightness of it, and Avery's agreeing with me right now.
3: No, I'm easy shaking easy. my head the opposite way. I know, while I, I know. <laughs> <while> I, agree <laughs> your, while I agree with your, uh, your, uh, your praise on Canada's aesthetic. The saying that the Dark Souls aesthetic is gray, brown, and silver, and more brown and gray just <laughs> patently false.
0: Well, if you only played the first stage, Avery, what do you expect?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just just say you hate Berserk and keep it moving, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like overall, it's just I'm just having a really good time with it. And I am I'm interested to see how the challenge changes, because that's one of the things that a lot of people have been saying that, you know, every level, every stage is different and they offer new challenges. So you're never really doing the same thing twice. But yeah, Marcus.
2: Yeah, um, I hate this game. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I initially was the harshest one on this game. Because I didn't look at any of the reviews, actually. Um, yeah, me neither. I was just going off of the hype that was in the, the Discord chat. And so I got in there and I was just like, all right, let's see what the hubbub's about. And I was like, am I missing something? <laughs> because <laughs> I, 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 uh, everybody's telling me this is stupendous. And I'm just like, I played stupendous games. And this doesn't feel like a stupendous <laughs> game. <laughs> Let me tell you about Overwatch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs>
2: I will say that it took time for the game to kind of find its footing for me because I think that the early, let's call it the tutorial section of the game was kind of rough. Real quick,
0: hmm? have you have you played a Dark Souls game before?
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. like them. Okay. But name, name the game. Mm-hmm.
3: Name name the game.
2: I played a little bit of Bloodborne. I played. A little bit of Sekiro.
1: Okay.
3: Well, this game is more in line with Sekiro than it is the other Souls games.
2: Yeah. Mm. But I will say that what really kind of started to draw me in with the game is, like you guys are saying, the Pixar aesthetic. Because when when you get to the actual, I guess, outworld section of the game, and then mm. you get to the title screen and everything, that was when I was like, oh, so this is bigger than I was expecting okay yeah yeah all right now it's coming together and you know the world is delightful it, it does a good job of balancing the light and the dark because when things get dark yeah. in this game they get surprisingly dark
0: oh um, yeah yeah it's very effective
3: yeah I, uh, I'll be honest I didn't know those two kids were dead <laughs>
0: that yo yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll talk about that <laughs> I,
2: I, I knew they were yeah. dead but that's <laughs> because they kept teleporting everywhere and I'm like there's, they, uh, They're <laughs> spirits.
3: Well, no, that... To, uh, I, I need to pin in this point right here. Because, like, every other character you meet up to that point does the teleporting with thing. And I'm like, oh, so this is just a world of, like, spirit people. And mm. then you get to the end of their story, are like, oh, no. Yeah, they're spirit people, but they're spirit people because they're dead. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> they died recently.
3: <laughs> I,
2: I will say, though... <laughs> I just assumed that most people in that game are dead, so it didn't surprise me when yeah, I found yeah. out that's that he it felt was like dead. To me. Yeah, so mm-hmm. but but that's not that's that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, in in a lot of ways, this feels like a really good avatar game. Yes. Mm-hmm. In just the way that it mm-hmm. balances the light and the dark. Um, yeah. The music is phenomenal. Yep. The music yep. in this mm-hmm. game is up there with. Ghost Tsushima for some of the best video game music I've heard in a very long time. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good, but the combat, and we can talk about it, man. Oh man. Is it a whole bunch of bullshit in places? (laughs) And I say that as like, I've admittedly been spoiled by devil may cry for action games so like to me devil may cry is the perfect cross-section of difficulty and reward where Mm. when you get good at devil may cry you feel like the biggest badass in the world can i interest Mm. you
1: in some bayonetta
2: but it make i I also play bayonetta (laughs) i just like devil may cry more than bayonetta
0: (laughs) but i do like bayonetta uh, real quick, I didn't realize that there were two separate studios. I thought they were the same studio made the game. I understand why you <laughs> well, think. I understand why you think that.
3: <laughs> well, because the creator of Devil May Cry, the original Devil May Cry, and sort of the architect of that franchise, left and went to Platinum.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's Make one sense. of the Platinum That's founders. That's what I was saying. I get why you think that. Um, yeah. So with Devil May Cry, like I said, you feel like a badass when you're good at it, but it also makes you work for it. But it doesn't feel cheap. Mm. I feel like at times in this game they do a lot of really cheap shit. Mm. And I feel like I'm losing sometimes not because I didn't do what I was supposed to, but because the game actively started freaking out and got cheap. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're winning. oh, Yeah, exactly. Well, sh- you ain't.
1: <laughs> I'll right. show you to
2: win. Right. Uh, and I also feel like mm. I will give the game kudos in terms of like, at first the combat feels really basic, but once you start upgrading Mm -hmm. things, it kind of opens up a little more and then you get like access to this bow, which is a game changer. And then apparently there are other things that are upgradables that come along the way. So I, I I will not say that the combat is basic like I initially thought, but I do think that whenever this studio does their next game, I feel like there are some kinks they need to work out in terms of combat, especially if they go back to this style of game yeah mm.
0: yeah like just to, to go on, on that like because I'm, I'm a stickler when it comes to combat is anyone who's listened or, or watched us know that i am very uh, critical mm-hmm. on uh games but um yeah in, in terms of the combat i i understand what you're saying and i definitely do have those pangs at times mm-hmm. but i think for me i understand that okay this game wants you to play in a certain way And if you're not playing in that certain way, then it feels very um, abrasive because the dodge roll doesn't work like a dodge would work in 2021 when it comes to like a a very normal game other than Souls. Like the jumping in in attack doesn't necessarily work as smooth as you'd want it to work. Just the the normal three hit string, there's a pause at the end. You're kind of like, what's going on here? Why is is it so abrasive in, in, in these ways?
2: Can I say one thing and then Go I'll ahead. let you, yeah. I fundamentally have an issue with games that want you to play a certain way because I feel mm. like that's not what you're supposed to be doing. It, depend- it depends on the type of the game. Like if it's a narrative based mm-hmm. game, then obviously you play a certain way. But like in terms of games that are action based, I'm like, why would you, confine the player to play it only one way i feel like that is a fundamentally that's an issue with the game design mm. and it should never be that restrictive
0: I, I would i would push back a little bit only only because like i i do agree in terms of like you know if i want to do a, a three string followed by the rot hammer why is there such a delay in between the two like yeah. moves but like i get that but at the same time I do understand that at least for this game, they want you to rely on the counters and get good at countering. Right. And if only the counters always worked. Yeah. (laughs) I think I think that is just if this game had a bit more polish on the combat side, it would feel better to, you know fall in step on how the game wants you to play like because ghost shishima is a direct example of doing that really well for the most part right exactly like that game wants you to play in a particular way and it forces you to do it at times Mm -hmm. but because the combat system i also
3: say ghost is a little bit more generous in its combat
0: oh oh, yeah she's also a warrior she is not that's also true too yeah isn't she though it's she's a spirit guide who has a staff
2: in so fights, I can sling
0: the staff around. In
2: fights, yeah, like, yeah. regularly.
1: I mean, <laughs> that's because she has to. But apparently, uh, that's the, the new patch made, <laughs> apparently the new patch made parry countering easier. So, oh, okay. okay. So they had to patch it. They have that a chip. patch. Okay. So if you yeah. haven't closed the game, you just been putting in arrest mode. Then you know, go update it. I'll, I'll check that out because I I, I may have may not. I hate the current state of video games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate that shit
1: well nah I mean they're like if people are having trouble with XYZ they can fix it I mean uh,
3: no yeah I get that I'm just you know good I mean it's it's in retrospect it's way better than what we used to have I mean, oh this part of Metroid Prime I can't get past because the game is fundamentally broken oh we can't do anything about it you're just shit all up alright send to
0: Nintendo cool. <laughs> hopefully they'll respond <laughs> but yeah like uh, to describe the combat I'm trying to describe the combat in a way where I'm not referring to Gundam And I'm, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it, but, um, just, just, you're done, DJ. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I think, I think the difficulty in the game is really refreshing and really nice because, especially because of the aesthetic. Like when you look at this game on the front, you think of like, all right, this is going to be just a passive experience and they allow you to have a passive experience by just doing the story mode difficulty. Mm -hmm. But like, like when you play in the game, it is...
3: And the story mode difficulty for the most part is the enemies are less aggressive, but not, yeah. uh, easier and not. Yeah. And not easier. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, overall, it's just, I, I'm, I'm liking what I've played so far and I am interested to see how the combat expands. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Um, Avery.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I went on a stream of consciousness rant in, the, in our Slack chat about my feelings about this game and as they sort of evolved over time in that I am the person on this podcast who likes Souls games. Mm-hmm. I'm also the person of them who, because I like Souls games, I'm very critical on what type of Souls game we're getting because the traditional Souls games are RPGs. And if you play them like an RPG, they're actually kind of easy. Yeah. Sekiro was the one Souls game that like, oh, this is kicking me in the ass. Like I have to get good at this game and it's actually right. kind, of, kind of frustrating. It's the reason why it's one of the only Souls games I haven't finished because I hit walls where I can't cheese this game. And just like, <laughs> it's asking me to actually be good at it. And I'm like, I don't have the time or energy to be good at this, I got other shit to do. I'll see you in hell, second owl fight. But, uh, <laughs> so when I got to the first encounter and realized this is a Souls game, I was like, okay. This is actually kind of interesting to your point about its aesthetic not matching what a Souls-like is. Like, I played this game in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is a 3D platformer. Then I get to combat. I'm like, oh, no, this is a Souls game. And I'm like, the dichotomy of those two actually kind of works when you really think about old school platformers and how difficult they were in design. So, like, when I say this game feels like a PS2 game, I'm giving it praise by saying it feels a certain way.
0: Mm. It feels like an experience that we were missing. We don't have anymore. Mm -hmm.
3: It's a nostalgic experience, but it's a nostalgic experience that's actually. Heating the experience and not just making you feel like the experience
0: gotcha gotcha
3: yeah okay uh and then the one thing i will say ember lab this is their first game uh, they are responsible for a, a pretty good Majora's mass short and a bunch of like side projects and other uh, animation and uh, video game asset farming and stuff. This is their first game. Uh, as far as I can tell, they're a 10 to 15 people team. They had some wow. ancillary work with an animation studio, I think in Korea. But for the most part, the actual game itself was made by this really small team. And if I didn't find that out, I would just assume this was a AAA publisher. Like it's a AAA game. That's how strong the game's presentation is yeah. at, at focus. And... This is my pipe dream. This game is reviewing pretty well. It's got eights across the board for the most part. How it sells, I don't know, because in my mind, it was marketed poorly.
2: Yep.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I hope they get a second game. I hope they get a second game that evolves on the, uh, the tenants that they built with this game. And this is one of those studios where based on PlayStation's acquisition style, that if they keep hitting out of the park with like work like this, I could easily see them becoming a uh, first party in the next 10 years.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yep, for sure. Definitely.
1: If Microsoft doesn't try to snatch them up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft, well, I like that game. Well, <laughs> Based on Microsoft acquisition strategy, yes, they would 100% spend $100 million on <laughs> a studio that's never made a Microsoft game before.
0: Uh, okay, Sean, you got anything else? To... Nah,
1: that's all I've been playing okay okay
0: uh, I'm, I'm talking about kenna with kenna any any more thoughts on kenna
1: oh no no, no. um nah not that i okay. can think of at the moment
0: okay okay um yeah uh, the last thing i wanted to say is i in terms of the actual animation style i noticed that the the designs of the character's face with uh kenna especially she has a a, a mouth tick where uh, one part of her smile goes higher than the other and it's uh, i forget the name of it but it was just like a stroke that's such a <laughs> yeah yeah you've never been a person with palsy palsy that's what it is that's what it is i i had it in my head but i was like that, you, that can't be you said think, a stroke <laughs> she got the old milo Ventimiglia. Mm-hmm. it's a face stroke essentially but yeah it was just like nerve damage possibly possibly and then like her arm is covered for a reason but it was just it was just really cool to see and notice that I was like oh wait that's intentional so I kind of wonder if that's actually covered in the story as we progress through the game but anyways we'll find that out and we will discuss that later on so as we continue or maybe that's just her face oh okay maybe mm
2: -hmm. maybe so
3: hey it's it's a double A game It could be a limitation to the animation rig
0: (laughs) hmm That's also a possibility. (laughs) So before we continue, we are going to have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Meh.
3: (laughs) Sponsor snigger. There you go. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, tell three people about the podcast. Could be strangers, could be friends, could be loved ones, hated ones. Who cares? Every little bit helps. After you've done that, please follow us on Facebook at Press X number two start at Instagram at Press X number two start and Twitter, Press X number two S. And now on our YouTube page at Press X to start TV. If you've done all these things, well done. You're a real one. And we are back.
0: Now it is time for the quick hits. Number one, this comes from FanBite by Emron Khan. Hey. In case you missed it, here's everything from Nintendo Switch September 2021 Direct. We're going to make it even shorter by only talking about three of the heavy hitters. First up, Bayonetta 3. So this was a game that was uh, hinted at for the longest time. There was, there was no news on it, and then it finally came out, and Bayonetta has apparently different hair. Someone explain this to me.
3: Oh, okay. So apparently there's a Twitter profile called Bayonetta News, and we went 1,386 days between any Bayonetta News. So glory beat the Jubileus. <laughs>
1: well then hilarious Jeez.
3: well no, okay so this we in the bayonetta news circle jerk twitter sphere have been <laughs> and Reddit it, it was a lot well we've been feasting on any that information a about bayonetta <laughs> uh popular bayonetta scholar suzy the spear hunter has posited some interesting information that
2: we're all there's a scholar
3: her name is suzy uh she called she called herself the spear hunter uh She's really cool. She said
1: her name is Susie. <laughs> <laughs> she
3: she has a very specific aesthetic, and she puts that aesthetic in everything she does. But she does a uh, lot of uh, Resident Evil and Capcom like uh, video essays and retrospectives. So she's also a big Bayonetta fan because of that that DNA. But yeah, so the Bayonetta in this game has a very different hairstyle than she normally has. In that part one, she had a beehive. Part two, she had a pixie cut. Now she has braids, but she doesn't have normal braids. She has braids that the character of up from Bayonetta One had. And if you didn't know who Cereza was, Cereza is, Bayonetta's the real name, and that character was child Bayonetta just running around in that game. Yeah. So Yeah, they're all,
1: saying that it's Cereza, and you're probably going to have to save yourself in the future, some old wild yeah, like,
3: shit. Because time travel has been a big part of Bayonetta, for good or worse, in every game. Like, part one, she was ha- hanging out with her child self. Part two, she was hanging out with her evil dad, but before he became evil. So we're all speculating that there's time travel involved in this game, and the Bayonetta that you're playing as the one they displayed is a grown-up alternate version of the Ceresa from the first Bayonetta game, and that she's somehow going to be involved in the rescuing of the Bayonetta that we all know, because the original teaser for this game featured Bayonetta seemingly dying to some evil force. Mm. So people are speculating some stuff. Now, the trailer ends with a weird Devil May Cry shout out and like, "Oh, it's Virgil." I initially thought it was John from Bayonetta, who is Bayonetta's Virgil character. <laughs> but I I think it actually might be old Bayonetta because that character has short hair and the adult Bayonetta from Bayonetta 2 had short hair and she's carrying around the toy doll that Bayonetta's Seresa alter ego carried. So there's some connection between these two characters
2: all i'm gonna need is Mm -hmm. those cowards to actually cross over devil may cry and bayonetta at some point just
0: do it i just i just heard some stuff i'm not positive i understood any of
1: that
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's always the frustrating thing about bayonetta bayonetta profits that they exist in the same world it's just the devil may cry team has never acknowledged that Like, one of the summons that she has is Phantom from Devil May Cry 1. It's that molten spider with the scorpion tail, which they show a lot in that Bayonetta 3 trailer. Oh, yeah, I did see that, yeah. Oh, interesting. There's some lore elements attached to certain items that talk about Dante's mother being Mm. a a witch from Bayonetta. The
2: Bayonetta team's like, notice me, senpai, and Devil May Cry's (laughs) like, I don't even know who you are.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped for this game.
1: Ah, I could see. I just wish it was on a PS5.
3: Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, the other thing we want to talk about is the uh, Last of Us meets Kirby game. Last, er, Kirby, the Forbidden, <laughs> what? Kirby and the Forbidden Land. I can't wait for Kirby to go on an Ellie-style revenge mission <laughs> and
2: kill King Dedede. It's going to be great. Break Dedede's kneecaps. Uh, <laughs> Where'd
0: you put Ellie?
2: <laughs> you brought this on yourself!
0: yeah this game is interesting this is a um open world ish uh, i should say platformer kirby game not open world platformer kirby game because we don't know if this is going to be open world or not um yeah and i think this is new for the kirby franchise right
3: 100 i've never seen i've never seen the kirby game ape this sort of 3d sort of sonic adventure like
0: yeah uh, yeah, mario
3: 3d mario game aesthetic They've yes. always been 2D side-scrollers that have been super easy.
2: And the funny thing about that is it's not even the post-apocalypse, it's modern-day Seattle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was going to say Philadelphia, but Seattle over. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just going to say that in the direct, I, I paused the question, um, who has the deeper throat? Is it is it Kirby or is it Yoshi?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore this conversation entirely.
2: <laughs> First off, we all know that the real answer is Birdo. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs>
3: I thought Sean brought the cringe bell at the very beginning with that Alex Chen joke, but you guys knocked it out of the park right there. With that with that tag team duo of just like let's dig a deeper hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deeper hole, you this say. This podcast wouldn't be anything if we didn't do anything like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we could talk about Splatoon 3, the return of the mammalians. Mammalians? Are you excited, mammalians. Sean?
1: Are you excited, Sean? For Splatoon 3? Yay. I've only played the beta test of <laughs> Splatoon 1. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong person. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Sean played Splatoon <laughs>
0: He he liked the Squid Girl on in Smash. There we go. Yeah, That's what it. there That's we what go. Was. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> the Avery, you're excited <laughs> for this?
3: Yeah. I've always wanted to play <laughs> a Splatoon game, but like there are two barriers of entrance for me. One, it was a multiplayer focused game, and two, it was a multiplayer focused game that I had to play on Switch. So yeah. Yeah. and as we we've talked about before, I love Nintendo games, but it's been a drought for a long time. I wasn't on the uh uh Animal Crossing train and yeah. I haven't touched my Switch in. When was Astral Chain? A I while think ago. since Astral Chain. So, like, last year. So, it's like, this is something I'm actually super interested in playing now. Okay. Because, hey, it's, it's got a single player, and I've o- Splatoon is one of those games that started off with a dumb, interesting premise, and they built a really weird, bizarre lore around that premise. Yeah. And I am interested in seeing where they're going from there.
2: Hmm. Okay. I can't wait I- for Splatoon to cross over with Doke V.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> now that could work, actually. That really could work. <laughs> In terms of Splatoon, I, I really love the aesthetic, but that's kind of uh, it. I, I I don't know about uh, yeah playing a multiplayer game on uh, Switch unless it smashes. is kind of foreign to me. But um, yeah. Uh, last up, uh, very briefly, they talked about the Mario movie and and Chris Pratt's gonna be playing Mario. That um, that's that's a that's they
1: shouldn't have.
0: They really. Really shouldn't have. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They also showed the other actors, but mainly everyone's everyone's takeaway is, why is Chris Pratt playing Mario? I'm very excited to see Jack Black be Bowser.
2: I mean, I'm okay with that. Jack Black should have played Mario. I I think
0: any one of them could have played Mario.
3: (laughs) Every other aspect of this casting is super interesting, kind of inspired. It's just the Chris Pratt thing, and like, for me, the most jarring thing with the Chris Pratt acting thing is, one, he is a good voice actor. Like, he's, he's done voice acting in a bunch of other films and movies he's done well. He's been doing his voice for the most part. Yeah. But he, at least, out of everyone they named here on this list, except for Jack Black, and uh, he's the most uh, accomplished. And the actor. other guy. And uh, Charlie Day, to a certain extent. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the most accomplished voice actor there. The question is, what voice is he doing for Mario? Yeah, and from yeah. from what he's talked about, he had the voice thought up, and it's not his normal voice. So what's the voice? And I saw a really bizarre Twitter video or TikTok where he went like, "It's me, Mario," and then like, yeah. "No, nah, it's not the voice." And yeah, on. it's like, and then yeah. I'm like, so we, <laughs> it's right. clearly there. Work. is something they worked on. Woohoo! Wow. It's a me, <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> ah,
2: it's a
0: me, Star Lord. Right. Oh, Terrible. gosh. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next thing from Kotaku from Luke uh, Pluckett. Pluckett. It's a Pluckett. It Pluckett. Pluckett. Anyway, <laughs> <I didn't>... <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Dynamic is also working on the new Project Dart game uh this is interesting perfect art. i said project perfect art. yeah well it should be project art because it's a project right now because it hasn't even been started on um this is interesting because we we uh, i think last year or the year before we got that teaser to the initiative we got it
3: we got it this year it was at their e3 press conference it was the one more thing oh that was this year
0: okay okay i that kind of lines up now So, yeah, so that was that was a like teaser trailer kind of a palette that lets you know like what the game's supposed to be feel. I guess what it's supposed to feel like.
3: It was more of an announcement trailer. It was more of an announcement trailer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So essentially, uh, Crystal Dynamic is going to be teaming up with the initiative to work on this game. Uh, There was a couple stuff mentioned. They said that this isn't going to affect Avengers. So Avery, you should be uh, okay with that. Um <laughs> uh, on top of that don't, it's put those
3: hands together, Marcus. <laughs> For all your listeners, Marcus was I don't know, doing some obscene gesture at my expense.
2: No, it was <laughs> I was doing applause in um
0: sign language. Oh, okay. Oh, is that what that is? Look yep. At, look at my man. Let's just acting it all up. Oh my gosh. Um they also mentioned that uh Tomb Raider is still a thing. So that's cool. Maybe we might get some news on that in the future. That was a point.
3: weird aside of what they were doing. It was like, yeah, oh, we're still working on Marvel Avengers as well as Tomb Raider. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. That is interesting news.
0: <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people were speculating that this is oh no for the initiative because maybe they don't have the the manpower expertise to to work on this game but it seems that it just might be the the, one of the people from the initiative came from Crystal Dynamics and he's just uh, I think I think it's going to be more along the lines of um, just pinging those people to get like, you know, ideas of what to do or how to implement certain things for this new perfect dark game. So, I, mm, yeah,
3: I was on two minds when I heard this. I was of the mind that this is just them collaborating to smooth out the process, as like most people have speculated. Yeah. My initial thought was you announced this game earlier this year, it's been in production for two to three years, something must have gone wrong.
0: Mm, that's a good point. That's actually a really good point, yeah.
3: And it's like, especially when you call the initiative your quadruple-A development studio, Yep. to need a piggyback of another studio felt like a weird idea,
1: Yeah.
3: which probably would have been mitigated better if we didn't already know what this game was and that it existed.
0: True, true. Yeah, uh,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm more in line to think of the former that this is just uh, this is a brand new studio that doesn't have their pipeline mapped out and they're do- working from scratch or something else. So they're leaning on a studio who fundamentally has made games like this before to smooth things over so they can probably get this game out in a more quicker time period because like, yeah.
0: I definitely think that this is just them you know this is an easy pull from them, like they have the the relationship already, so they're just going here to like figure out how they can, as you said, smooth up their pipeline, yeah, but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens from this, maybe we won't. I, I feel like these kinds of uh talks and and collaborations happens a lot, but just uh behind the scenes, and it's just not really um you know made news out of or we, we don't we just don't know well,
3: so it, it's th- it's newsworthy because. We know nothing about the title and the studio working on this game. It's been radio silent. And the only Mm -hmm. information we've gotten is, hey, we're partnering with this studio who's working on other games themselves to help out our game So, without any more information. It's hard to gauge what the collaboration really is, right? All right.
0: Number three, this comes from IGN from Matt Kim. Apple effectively bans Fortnite from the Apple store for five years roughly damn son so uh tim sweetie revealed on social media this morning well at that point a letter sent to him by apple rejecting epic's request to have its developer program account reinstated an apple developer account is required to develop and deliver apps on ios furthermore apple says it will not consider requests to reinstate epic's account until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable uh, which Sweeney says could be as long as five years. So this, I mean, I don't really got much to say about this. It. It's one of those things where they just are going to continue going until one of them waves a white flag and it's like officially over, but well, they're doing all that they could right now.
3: Yeah, it's one, it's one of those interesting things because I think one of the points of contention that Epic was uh, talking about With how petty Apple was about their app store. Mm -hmm. And so, Apple banning them for the next five years Mm -hmm. is just like, hey, we weren't lying when we were talking about how petty they were about their app store. Right. There also is the argument where you went into my house and you lit fire to my couch and now you want back into my house.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Mm Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's just like, you are like trying to get them to change their store and it is definitely just like going into a mcdonald's and being like why is this price so high like make the fries five cents
1: <laughs> do it epic should open up a shell shadow company that's not quote unquote air quotes affiliated with them and <laughs> right. give them the fortnite game code and wave their fists like hey they stole our game code. <laughs> all the while still selling Fortnite shit.
3: <laughs> they, they call that show company Sipe.
1: Ah, we're going to sue them. Ah, they're going to, yeah. they'll rue the day. <laughs> <laughs> they'll rue the day they stole our game code. Keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, number four. This comes from IGN as well, but this comes from Jared Moore. Uh, Respawn responds to its own employee's timefall comment. Who knows what the future holds? So essentially, what happens here is uh, a Respawn employee uh, said on Twitter that essentially they're not doing Titanfall, and because,
3: because we're working on too many games at the moment,
0: right? And then a uh, Respawn higher up responded to that and said, "Actually, no, 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 no. Roll, back, no, no, no. roll back, roll back, roll, roll back, roll back." Okay,
1: I saw an article where they were like Avery said, "We're working on too much things for sure." there is nothing coming out on titanfall anymore we're just old game is old we're not fucking with it anymore and it was like a whole article about that and then he had an update yeah,
3: yeah like, like sean's right this comic came out by a, a respawn employee and then people wrote articles about it because it was talking about titanfall and the future mm-hmm. of titanfall and then respawn was like regardless of any reporting you've heard titanfall is part of our dna who knows what the future can hold and God. then people changed their what shit is that <laughs> their their articles do like Fortnite. i mean respawn responds to respawns response to,
1: re- <laughs> to <laughs> titanfall
3: and it was just clouding them. oh
2: god response section
3: <laughs> i'm i'm of the mindset that titanfall 3 the pipe dream they are working on too many stuff that frankly is more popular and worth more than titanfall was apex is their billion dollar uh uh, AAA IP that they are struggling to make sure it doesn't fall apart. I want to point mm. out last week that games after the most recent update that game servers were on fire <laughs> for like a full week. They had to cancel major tournaments because of it. That was a whole Yikes. thing. Uh, and then they're working on Jedi Fallen Order and then they're also working on other games with EA so like they're relatively yeah. stretched thin. Mm. I, th- I think the initial comment about respawn, with the new of the future holes was them trying to ward off the stock market.
1: Right, right. Because
3: like, hey, Titanfall has a name recognition. If we come out and plan out, say we're not working on Titanfall, EA stock might like fluctuate. And so this is them being like, "Come on, guys."
1: Of course, we might be working on Titanfall at some point in the future.
0: Why wouldn't we?
1: <laughs> Trash.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, number five, and the last quick hit. This also comes from IG, and it also comes from Jared Moore. Prizes for Fortnite's collaboration with fashion brand Balenciaga will make your eyes.
3: You're saying it wrong. It's Balenciaga.
0: Balenciaga.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need about two
0: or three marbles in my mouth.
3: <laughs> um, I-, I looked at
1: the clothes. This is. This is ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. It's $500, and it's a regular ass satin so, shirt that says Balenciaga on it.
3: I, it's I high fashion, like bro. All high fashion
1: is. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like I have seen that. Um,
0: wait, 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 let's let me actually list off some of these prices before. No, we it's talk stupid. About it. <laughs> 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 okay. So uh, on the cover of the you know the Fortnite and Balenciaga collaboration, you see the dog faced character with the right white hoodie that says Fortnite on Fortnite. Fortnite on it. Did you say alt right hoodie? <laughs> oh my, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
0: But uh, yeah, so that hoodie, mind you, it's a white hoodie with Fortnite written on it in black, is just seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Just seven hundred and fifty dollars, you know?
1: Like w- w- you what got the the that right. Like, like what?
0: If I sell like a kidney and, and a spleen, I think I can. Get that? Yeah. So this is ridiculous. There's more prices. There is a um, fans can purchase a Fortnite branded Balenciaga hat for three hundred and ninety five dollars. There's also a denim jacket for one thousand two hundred and ninety dollars. Uh, I put this little note. This reminds me of the Michael B. Jordan slash coat uh collaboration partnership or whatever. That's like,
1: where I was going. Yeah. Like this is just ridiculous. Like it's. At least that shit looked cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say I wanted that jacket. Granted, it was expensive, but it was at least a functional three in one parka jacket like this shit here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is stupid.
1: (laughs) But yeah, high high fashion is
2: not for the common man. So, I mean, for us, like, you know, this seems insane, um, but high fashion isn't trying to appeal to us anyway. So, yep. You know yeah it's i'll talk to i'll talk to my brother about this and see what he thinks <laughs> <laughs> he's like eric did you did you model any of this stuff in fashion week this year all right <laughs> so your brother is cooler than you oh <laughs> way cooler absolutely yeah. <laughs> like i don't brother a professional model <laughs> I, I i would never dispute that he, he's cooler <laughs> than me oh, he has more money than me he's prettier than me He's younger than me. He's taller than me. Just he's all the
0: things. So does he have your kind of beard? Uh, Mm -hmm. He he could probably grow it. I don't know it. (laughs) Well, is he is he on the two-time award-winning Press X Star podcast? Does he want to be on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Three-time award winning. Wait, what? (laughs)
1: Hey. Y'all remember uh, SpongeBob? The movie when the dude grew a beard? He like pulled out his mask and Yeah, your brother's gonna overtake you like that. Just (laughs) yes, exactly. He he's better than me in every way. Does he (laughs) have? Does
2: he have all your engineering experience? <laughs> he does not. <laughs> Give him 10 minutes. So not- He's <laughs> <That's> right.
1: <laughs> oh, God, man.
0: Go ahead. All right. Well, that has been our podcast for today. We hope you enjoyed all the laughs we provided to you. Um, if you did and you enjoyed and you liked it, please like and share and subscribe on our YouTube. Please. You can't really like the podcast. You can share the podcast with your friends, though. Um, the YouTube channel, in case you have not heard and you're not watching this, because if you're watching this, you can definitely see the link on the screen. But you can go to pressxnumber 2 slash YouTube and it will take you right to you need to be. Um, how do I normally wrap this up? I'm not going to normally wrap this up. I said the stuff. Uh, make sure you uh, check out more of our content on our YouTube page. Make sure you listen to our YouTube videos and make sure. You are following us on IG because that's where we do a lot of our everyday things. Like um, "Blacks Are Strange," you might be wondering what is that? Find that on our IG channel <laughs> or "Blackness Infinite." It's not. It's it's not a good post. It's it's, it's, it's a great post. <laughs> or or blacks of the Guardian, or blacks of the galaxy. There you go. It's not even. It's not even a good pun. It's not even. <laughs> But it's true, though. So, with, with that being said, you take care, you be safe, and you have a great day. Uno out.